Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, September the 9th already. 2022. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, I am going to talk about what I would do if I could go back in time and give my 25-year-old self advice on health and fitness. Now, full disclaimer here, I am playing off an awesome little email that came from Dave the Bandman Schmitz here. And I did not know this. Dave the Bandman is 59. Uh, but the dude looks like Rambo, so that's probably why I did not know that. And uh, he put out an email talking about if he could go back and talk to his 39-year-old self, which, oddly enough, that is how old I am today. And uh, he kind of walks through the progression. Obviously, been in the game a lot longer than me. Dude still, you know, shreds life, so the utmost respect. And uh, I'm going to kind of play off the things that he mentioned and then talk about, obviously, my own journey the things that I would have done, and not just in terms of, of training, which is huge, but in terms of nutrition, uh, relationship with alcohol, uh, with cannabis, sleep, and just a handful of other things that I, knowing what I know now, obviously would do different. But uh, I just give uh, Bandman uh, Schmidt a, a big shout out just because uh, resistancebandtraining.com, I believe, is the company website that's the best bands that there are out there. All the ones we use in our videos, you guys obviously see them, but he's been doing it for a long time. And in terms of band training, I'm not going to say I learned 100% of my band training from him, but I would say it's safe to say 85% of everything I've ever learned with resistance bands came just from him. So that is. That has seen a lot. Um, he's the best in the biz when it comes to bands, dude. His YouTube page, I mean, it's it's a gold mine if you ever want to check it out. So just giving him a little shout out today. Eventually he'll come to Scottsdale. We'll get him on the podcast and you'll see he's a 59-year-old shredded fitness genius, if you will. So that's what we got going on today. Quick housekeeping stuff. One, our 34-day ab and core challenge is kicking off here September the 12th, which is Monday. You guys can register as late as Monday if you want to. We'll probably even let some of you uh, stragglers come in here on, let's say, like a Tuesday, uh, the 13th. But if you can, I'd like you guys to get registered by the weekend so you don't miss anything. Uh, we're going to release each week uh, on Sunday, so one week at a time. Again, 34 days, 34 different workouts. Uh, anybody can do this for the most part, You know, anywhere from 3 minutes to 15 minutes per day. These can be added to any program inside the app, outside of the app. You can join for just a dollar. That's not an exaggeration. I think some people think we say that, um, but it's really just a buck. If you think it sucks, you can obviously cancel it from there, but it's a dollar uh, to kick off. App slash challenge. If you guys want to get down, the link will be in the show notes. It'll be in my Instagram uh, bio as well. And again, if you want to give your core a little bit of extra love, this would be the program that I would jump into. If nothing else, there's 100 different exercise variations inside. So you guys are going to learn new things or see new things or maybe do them in hold patterns or flow patterns or just see something that you didn't realize was more trunk focused. And that's what we're going to give you in there. And we keep it fun. So, uh, And we're doing a grand prize. We'll fly you here to Scottsdale, put you up at the Savannah Resort and Spa. Uh, give you an awesome uh, prize pack of all our sponsors. And uh, you can come in here in the gym, train with us, meet all our awesome people, and go from there. So jeremyscottfitness.app slash challenge. It's a dollar. You got nothing to lose. And you get full app access as well. So uh, I was having a conversation the other day with some friends about uh, just fitness and in general and the education part around it and how, you know, it could be better 100%. I think in school-wise, we were just chatting. And I'm not knocking school. If you guys love these things I'm going to talk about, that's fine. But in school, I had to suffer through and learn, like, the, what is it, the periodic, like, table of elements, like what the sign for gold was. And no offense, that shit's worthless to me. I have zero need for that in my life. It's it's nothing I can't pull up on my phone. If I had to memorize it, cool, but it's worthless to learn. Yet I don't know anything about proper eating and proper training. And that's where we're at. And you, you see America specifically, we're in the boat that we're in for, for a multitude of reasons. But we're talking, you know, there needs to be an education piece. And I agree. But at some point, you got to take personal responsibility. You just do. Um, if you want to be healthier, if you want to learn anything, you can find it now on the internet. There's so many people like myself that I'm giving out so much shit for free. Literally, 
like a lot of this, if you want to look at it that way, like my life's work is just for free in podcasts on the Jeremy Scott Fitness YouTube page, on our Instagram, on our Facebook. And now we've cohorted all of this into an app that is the most badass technology user-friendly thing you can do. And you can sign on for a buck. If you buy a whole year, it's like $100. You're paying $8 and what, 33 cents a month for this. And you literally can just read it, follow along and be a healthier person. And you can ask me questions and I answer them. It's fucking insane. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to like toot our own horn here, but that's nuts that that's what you get. I would have, you know, short of cutting off a fucking arm when I was 25 to have access to that. And now the world does and to have the person actually interact with you. It's crazy. So I do agree. We need to have more education around obviously, you know, health and fitness and these things hundred percent. However, there's so many free resources out there. You have to take a little initiative on yourself and go out and, and research and look for the stuff. And you probably got a friend who has a coach or a gym or a community or knows somebody who like me or, or if it's me in general, it's out there for you. So if you want to be healthier, if you want to be fitter, it is there. All of your friends, all of your family, they just have to give a shit. Sorry, that's a soapbox, but it just, it, it was in my brain. And I had to just spit it out there to you guys. Real quick, we're brought to you by my friends at Athletic Greens. Again, the one thing I take every single day and I never miss. Athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. If you want to check it out, we'll give you a year's supply of vitamin D, which you should already be taking, and five free travel packs with your first order. This replaces your multivitamin. This simple powder that you put in water, 75 whole food ingredients, probiotics in there, digestive enzymes in there, the antioxidant equivalent to 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies. Done. Even if you ate like complete trash, which you shouldn't, you should be eating real food, this would at least give you micronutrients, more than you're going to get eating your Cheetos or McDonald's or whatever other, you know, kind of manufactured junk food you're putting in your body. This will at least give you something. And again, it's a supplement to what you're already doing. So I, I'm always going to say eat the best you can, but I understand you guys are real people. You travel, you party, you do certain stuff. If nothing else, just take this and start there. And I promise you just the habit of taking this every day can lead to better decisions. It really can. You don't got an excuse. You don't got to remember to take 10 different pills with you. You can throw those away, take the travel packs with you, throw it in water, slam it, and you're good to go. It takes all of about 20 seconds to be a healthier person. If you've never heard this podcast before, or if this is the 400 and what are we in? Episode 498, I think, which is crazy. Uh, hit me up. I'll send you a free sample pack right to your front door. You can try it 100% for free. No questions asked. You just shoot me all your mailing info. Monica will literally pack it up for you within 10 feet from me right here and ship it right to your house. Whatever country you're in, wherever you live, if you can get the mail, we'll get it to you for free. You can try it. See it's the best tasting greens on the planet. Then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. It's a win for me. It's a win for you. And we're all healthier and more badass because of it. So don't be weird. Don't be scared. Don't feel like, ah, oh, it's strange if I message them. We're offering it because I want to send it to you. Nobody else is doing this. No other podcast is doing this. No other email list is doing this. We are doing this for you guys because we give a shit about you. And I believe in it that much and I want you to be healthier. And I do think it's the best tasting uh, on top of all that. So hit me up for the free stuff. Otherwise, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. And you guys can get hooked up today. Last but not least, uh, I'm going to put all the other podcast sponsors in the show notes. Our friends at Dry Farms Wine, you can get some wine, first bottle, next bottles for a penny. Our friends at Sleep Sold Separately, where I get my joggers, my hoodies, my shirts. Uh, the code JSCOT15 always gets you 50% off. My friends at JLab Pro, where I get my protein powder, turmeric, collagen, krill oils, kettle and fire bone broth. And then our friends at Beam CBD, you guys probably know BeamTLC.com. You put in the code Jeremy Scott, gets you 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions. And the dream product I take probably four or five nights a week to go to sleep. You want a free sample? Just ask. Same deal as the Athletic Greens. You can message us. We'll send you, I think we're giving out right now, like three, three free nights. Um, you can try it. So you can try it, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If it helps you sleep, you like it, you can order some and get a huge discount if you just put in our code and we'll ship that to you again, 100% for free. Don't be strange. Don't be nervous. Just ask and we'll get it to you. There's no THC in it. You won't fail a drug test. It won't get you high. It's not habit forming. You don't wake up feeling groggy. It just will help you get to sleep and more importantly, stay asleep. My wife takes it as well. She's, you know, even more picky than I am on a lot of things and she loves it. It helps her and it's just the best non-habit forming, not wake up feeling like 
you know, you're on drugs, <laughs> essentially, uh, sleep aid. So hit me up, beamtlc.com for the dream product. Code is Jeremy Scott. Otherwise, I'll send you the free stuff today. So we are, again, playing off of this awesome little post that uh, the band man had sent out. Some of you guys listening are 25. Some of you are much older than me. And a lot of you are probably in my wheelhouse. Uh, my wife sometimes likes to say things like, oh, you know, they're your age, Jeremy. I'm like, girlfriend, we're the same age. We are all the same. You are going to be 37. I'm 39. It's all in the same arena. If we were old as shit together and I'm 98 and you're 96, they're not like, oh, there's that old dude and there's that super young lady. No, no. We're all the same. When you're maybe, honestly, I think even in sports, a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old, those are two different sports teams, right? But just barely. You play like 14 under, 12 under, 10 under. But after that, dude, you're 16, you're 18. I mean, you think you're like adults. Neither of you are. You're both a bunch of knuckleheads. And you're about the same age. So with that, a lot of you are in my wheelhouse. You're in your 30-ish range, your 40-ish range. And then you guys who are older, I think this is going to benefit you a ton as well. And if you're younger you can avoid a lot of the stupid things that I did and most people do when it comes to their training and mobility. And again, if you're somebody who's not even into fitness, this is you're going to crush on this. If you're into fitness, there's a lot of real nuggets here you guys can pick up and take with you as you move forward with your training. Just clean up uh, the things you're doing and kind of plug any holes that are currently in your fitness game. So the question, if I go back and give my 25-year-old self fitness advice, what would it be? Obviously, know what I know now, would I change anything, and what would I focus on today as opposed to the stuff I did back then. And everybody, I think, does that in life. If you could go back, like uh, my favorite of the Back to the Future series, Back to the Future Part 2, where Marty gets the sports almanac and he goes back in time and starts... Um, he wants to bet in the sports games, but he loses it. Old Biff grabs it, and then young Biff picks it up, and then he just bets on every game and wins. Obviously, if I could go back and invest in uh, like Facebook and Amazon and Apple when I'm a young dude with like six bucks, I would do that, but I can't. Same thing goes for my fitness. I can't go back uh, and do this, but if you're younger than me or you're my age or even older, you can start doing it today because that's the beauty of it. It's never too late to start. A lot of these things, they can either come back to you or they're new skills you can learn. And if you have some things that are going to diminish, you can hold on to them obviously as long as humanly possible. And a few things that I would focus more on. One, you just really have to understand that Father Time is is going to try to take you down. It's just the reality of, of what's going on here. Um, but with that said, you can still maximize the opportunities inside the gym and outside the gym as you age. And I think the biggest thing before I even kick off is you want to maximize the things you can do outside of the gym by the things you learn inside of the gym. And I'll say this later on in the podcast, you don't want your fitness to just die in these four walls. You want to take these skills here and apply them to everything else outside of the gym in your life because that is what this is really about. Hopefully you guys are with me so far. And I threw a post on Instagram today. I was in a hurry. Oh, I forgot, and this is luxury problems. Um, I got up super early, uh, cuddled with my wife, which is rare for us because our dog's usually in the middle. My dog was actually on the ground, which is nice. Nice little Folgers moment there. And uh, I get up, go get her a coffee. I come back and I forget our cleaning lady is coming uh, today. And I work from home typically on Fridays. And I'm like, well, shit, I want to go, you know, do some stuff. But I'm like, well, fuck, I can rush and go play basketball real quick. Cause I've been meaning to. I want to just put some headphones on and just move dynamically, blah, blah, blah. So I get there. And uh, like a lot of days, you know, you sometimes you put music on and you're just flowing and you're moving through space. And a lot of times when I'm there, I'm not really conscious of like what I'm doing. I don't have a detailed plan. It's just, it's my discovery time. It's my play time. It's the time where I reminisce and pretend like I'm still good. And, uh, you know, going through drills, kind of half speed, a uh, certain amount of jumpers I want to hit from certain spots. You're kind of playing around the world with yourself or you're doing a, you know, a self-rebounding three-point contest. And then what I do is obviously uh, – 
my imagination uh, still runs wild. Not like it did when I was a little kid, but it still does to this day, especially when it's a sport like basketball. And so I'm playing, imagining, you know, like I'm in a game still, which is really weird because I'm an old man. And I'm thinking that like, you know, I'm 17 and I'm, I'm like, it's like summertime and I'm getting ready for, you know, your senior year of high school or I'm like, you know, I'm a sophomore in college. I'm getting ready for my junior season and just mimicking like the, the end of a game and situations and stuff. It's really strange. I still do that, but it's fun. And I share that because 90 minutes went by like it was 10 minutes. And that's when you guys become fit. When fitness is the outcome of the activity, not the goal. Like, and what that means is when I come in here and ride an assault bike and say, I'm going to get 200 cows, you know, as fast as possible. That's fitness is the goal there. There ain't no getting lost in that. There's no fun in that. That's straight fucking misery, right? Like that's a, that's a grind session. There's no scenario. I'm not picturing anything other than these calories need to keep moving so I can get my ass off this bike. When I go play sport, I don't feel that. I get lost in it. And that's the beauty of it. And as I'm there and I kind of come back to reality and I snap out of it and realize I got to hurry and get my ass up and get home and shower and stuff before a cleaning lady comes because there's a lot of things I got to I got to do at home first. I start assessing in the last 20 minutes the things I can do versus the things I used to be able to do. And the older I get, it becomes more apparent that father time is, is undefeated. There's no way around it. Now for being, you know, 39 and I can still off of concrete dunk a basketball off one foot or two feet with the greatest of ease, which is crazy because I keep wondering when's the day going to come where I go to get off the earth and I just don't get that high anymore. And now full disclaimer, I can't do all the same things I could do when I was 22 in terms of vertical leap, um, jumping off the wrong leg and dunking it, maybe doing a reverse off the backboard. I haven't, I haven't played inside on like a, a wood subfloor in a while, which makes a big difference. You have a lot more bounce for people who don't know. It's a lot harder to get off the ground on just concrete, which is what I was playing on today. And it didn't help. I had my Reebok nanos on because I didn't have time to change into hoop shoes, but could still dunk, uh, super easily. And, uh, but I can tell it's different. And I, I've been able to tell that for, for quite a long time, but even just not so much the explosiveness because I still have a lot of that fast twitch. It's not quite the same. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, my first step at 39 is as fast as it was at 22. Still, I think for 40 and over league of fucking smoke dudes, but that's not the same thing. And more so than anything, I just notice how things feel. Um, as I move around. And when I was younger, it's like if you have this tightness or stiffness, you can just kind of, uh, you're, you're moving through space and you, it just kind of goes away. Now I'll notice it, it just doesn't go away. Um, especially if I have some tight issues, like maybe it's QL or maybe it's my VMO or something and I can feel a little bit of uh, like low back stiffness. Maybe I can feel a little bit of restriction like in the knee. And that's something that didn't happen um, for a good chunk of my life. And I bring that up just because father time is undefeated. It's like if you ever see this, uh, if you follow NBA basketball at all, Kenyon Martin has an interview um, and they're talking to him, asking him about playing the Lakers when it's Lakers prime Shaq. And he's like, as great as Kobe was, he's like, it's Shaq's team. It was always Shaq's team. And he goes, you always had a game plan for Shaq because he's just, if you guys don't remember Prime Shaq, I'm not talking like the Cavs and the Suns and the, the Celtics because that's not Shaq. I'm talking Lakers Shaq. And, and, the, and Magic Shaq was sick too, but I'm talking Lakers, like Prime Diesel. Kenya Martin goes on to say, he goes, the only person who could ever guard Shaq was Father Time. Not a single human on the planet was ever able to and would ever be able to in his prime. Father Time was the only thing that was able to guard Shaquille O'Neal. Which brings me to the point in a, in a, in a long, a roundabout way, is more mobility is the first thing that I would tell my former self. 100% hands down. It's not even, it's not even close. Uh, we just didn't know uh, enough and I didn't know enough or I didn't value it enough. And, you know, it's 
part of it is education for sure. And then part of it's just being young and being, uh, your, your body just bounces back and you're just, uh, you're a dude for one. I think women are smarter, obviously. It's why they tend to live longer, but you're just a dude. You have testosterone, you have an ego and you're like, I don't need that, you know, yoga type, stretchy flexibility, uh, bullshit, which isn't true. And if I really look back even now to my playing days, like in college, like you can tell when you were more loose, when you were more mobile, when the body was more pliable, you're able to do more things. It's just common sense. And I think as you age, father time is really aggressive at taking mobility away. And I think that starts probably for most people who aren't fit right after 25. For someone like myself, probably about right now, probably like later 30s, 40s. And um, as Dave Schmitz would tell you, probably at 50, it really starts crushing people. And that's the one thing you got to understand is even if you feel good and you're moving good and just just know things do get tougher. Not always. Some things are going to get a lot better. But the mobility piece, it's like if you don't use it, you lose it. That really is a thing. And I would tell myself at 25, hey, dude, at least spend 10 to 15 minutes like before, during, after your workout on mobility. Preferably do it as part of your movement prep if you can and understand that that's going to set you up for a pattern of success you can have with you for the rest of your life. And not that I didn't do any at 25. I was decent at movement prep. I was okay uh, with tissue work and rolling. I tell this story a lot. When I first started doing this business, uh, basically I'm 26 years old. I started off on my own. And I remember in our group training, every fourth Friday would be a mobility uh, tissue work day. And almost nobody would show up. Our group at 6 a.m. would go from 24 people to like six people. And nobody wanted to foam roll. Nobody wanted to do mobility. Crazy as it is, a lot of those same clients I have to this day, and now they crave it and they love it. And they ask, where's, where's foam rolling Friday? And now we just build it into all the groups better because we want obviously the attendance to be up. And I do think there is more education and importance around it. And I did a little of it, but I didn't do nearly as much as I should have. And I think I could have avoided a lot of like restrictions and little nagging. I don't want to call them injuries, but nagging things that held me back. And each workout, I'd spend time on ankle mobility, hip mobility, shoulder mobility, mid-spine, glutes, uh, and low back for sure. That would be the big ones for most people. Uh, if I could go back, I would spend way more time on hip mobility, on shoulder mobility, and just increasing range of motion uh, of certain things. I've got there now, but I would have done more of it for sure. And if you guys are not doing that and you're over 25, that's the key, um, especially the rotational mobility. Um, give that at least a handful of sessions per week to where you really, really, you know, dig down. Because uh, I'm going to quote Bandman here. Uh, this dude's 59 years old. He looks like Rambo. He says the number one thing would be the rotational mobility because that's the number one deciding factor on how well he performs and feels outside the gym doing things that he enjoys doing. And that's why I mentioned that early on. You want to do things that not just help you inside the gym, but help you do the things outside of the gym. So if you like to play golf, if you like to go bowling, if you like to hike, if you want to go play with your kids, if you're in a softball league, if you you know love playing tetherball like Napoleon Dynamite, whatever the hell it is, you want these things to make you good, not just at the skill of fitness, but outside the gym as well. And what I would add on top of that Invest in tools and tissue work. So when I'm 25, again, we don't have access to all the Theraguns. Now, we have foam rollers for sure, and there's little mobility tools and pieces. And I had just enough education. I would love to have had more around it at you know, 22, 23, 24. But invest in those tools. If it is things like uh, Normatech boots, if it is uh, a Theragun, uh, if you have money, invest in 
a massage, like a professional massage and some of these therapies that do make you feel better and, and force you into doing uh, range of motion mobility, even if that's, you know, hopping into a $10 yoga class, because essentially to me, other than this, there's a spiritual aspect to it and there's all these other benefits of yoga, but it's force mobility. It really is. It, it puts you in, you know, a certain kind of flow state. It forces you into postures. It forces into static holds. You can do a million different kinds. If you want to do advanced or slow down, it doesn't matter. And you can go in there and do your own thing, but it sets aside an hour of time where you're really going to focus on it. And stop looking at those things as expenses. They're investments. And a lot of young people tend to look at that like, well, if I do that, it's going to cost me money. What is a better way to spend your money on moving better and feeling better and maintaining functional strength and mobility. I don't think there's a better way you can spend your money. Like nobody gives a shit what kind of handbag you got or what kind of sneakers you're wearing or what kind of car you're leasing. You will care as you get older, how you feel and you don't want to just give away these skills because you were too lazy to work on them. I say this all the time. I've never met one person who is older who said, you know what, Jeremy, I just spent way too much time doing mobility when I was younger. I just, I wasted so much time and now I'm so flexible and I'm so mobile. It just sucks. Never heard it. Never have had a one person come in here and say, you know what? I just, I used to strength train like way too much and I, I worked on speed patterns too much and now I'm just so strong and so fast as I'm getting older. It's just what a, what a waste it was. Never once did I hear that. I've had people come in here and tell me they wasted time at their job and spent money on stupid material things and people who have worked themselves halfway into the fucking grave for some company who didn't give a shit about them and they didn't do any mobility or any tissue work and they didn't focus on the things they needed to. But nobody has ever came and said, you know what, I'm too mobile, I'm too flexible, and I feel too good. I wish I was less mobile and felt shittier. That's what I would imprint into my 25-year-old self's brain. Hence why you guys, if you watch my Instagram stories or if you watch this right now on YouTube, thank you guys for watching on YouTube, you see me do mandatory mobility. And I start most days in that elevated pigeon stretch, and I just flow from there. I got a box flow, an upper body flow, lower body flow anytime, and I just play with it. That's what I would focus on. The second thing, rotational strength. That's a huge part of the activities you're going to do every single day in your life. And to quote Dave Schmitz here, I would have replaced 30% of straight plane strength training with rotational strength training movements. Now that's, that's a lot. That's a big, that's a big number there. Um, what I'll say is this, and obviously he's the band man. I, I like resistance bands like anybody else. I like kettlebells. I like sandbags. I like pushing sleds. I like bodyweight patterns. I like barbells. I like dumb I like everything. I, I really do. And you got to understand when you get, and I'll talk about this later on too, when you get married to a methodology, it sometimes can, it pigeonholes you. And you kind of paint yourself into a corner because I'll give myself as an example. If he's talking, you know, rotational strength versus just these straight plane strength training patterns, he wants to talk more about rotational strength training. And if you guys ever come in here, we have a bunch of stuff from Pure Motion. Uh, my dude George at Pure Motion is great. He calls it orbital. Um, Dave will say rotational. George will call that's the more proper term, I guess, or the more common term. George will say rotational. Excuse me, he'll say orbital. And they actually have some of these like orbital training patterns, which is rotational. You can interchange the words. He's a huge proponent of that. And when I'm coming up, it's just bodybuilding. And everything's like, no matter if it's like, okay, well, you're doing lateral raises, Jeremy, it's still a vertical vector. It's, it's, it's dead weight from point A to point B, and gravity obviously is there. That's what you're doing. And there's, it's my problem with a lot of, you know, certain types, I'm not going to bash anybody on here. There's certain types of trainings where, it's so limited. There's no lateral movement. Um, there's no directional pattern change. It's just, I'm going to, you know, push this weight from point A to point B, you know, vertical press, uh, horizontal press, and that tends to be it, you know, and there's hip dominant, there's quad dominant movements that come into play there, but it's all kind of the same, same kind of motion pattern. It's the same plane of, of strength over and over and over again. 
And to add in the rotational stuff, I think is key. And when I was younger, I wasn't doing enough what I would consider uh, dynamic patterns in terms of not just rotational strength, but like tosses and throws and even some of the animal flow stuff, which I'll get into, but that's huge. So strength training is, is important. It's key. You need to, you know, deadlift and squat and press and pull that has its place, but there's so much more for you guys in terms of rotational strength you can add in that'll help you be super athletic outside of the gym, which I'll dig into. The next one is the contrast training with bands and weights. Um, obviously I'm, I'm a huge fan of both, but when I was younger, I didn't do uh, a ton of band work in my early 20s. And that's a mistake for sure. Um, I think if you can add in both the band and free weight contrast into your training, it'll have a bigger impact on your strength and your power and your recovery, especially on the days that you do just jack steel or pick up dead weight. Um, I guess why I didn't do it when I'm younger, I just thought the bands were kind of bullshit, right? Like, ah, the band training's not, not heavy enough. And then when I probably got to be, when I first started doing group training, like at, at scale 26, 27, I realized, wow, bands can smoke you uh, for sure. And that's when I really started to throw them in, in terms of pushing and pressing and uh, squatting and what they can do. Uh, and again, when you're young, you sometimes think that load is going to be uh, the only variable, which I'll dig into in detail here. And it's it's not the case. And your body doesn't know, like, we, we get fixated on things. Well, you know, if I, if I do dumbbells or do barbells, it's somehow more badass. Stress is stress is stress. Your bicep doesn't know if it's a dumbbell, if it's a kettlebell, if it's a resistance band, or if it's a small baby. It just has this perceived stress on the muscle. No, no different than your heart doesn't know you're on an assault bike or you're climbing a tree. It just knows your heart rate's at 150 beats per minute. Like that's all it knows. So we get married to these things. And maybe one of the biggest things I didn't do was enough contrast training early on. And I would go back to myself and say, hey, dipshit, there's more than one way to skin a cat here. And you can still stress the muscle and honestly do things that are much more joint friendly for you and can take you through different ranges of motion than just a barbell can. Because like most young dudes, when I was younger, I always thought the barbell was the standard strength. Now, I do think it's important, but it depends what your goal is. We, so I used to have two training partners, Dave and Ben. Ben's been on the podcast. I'm going to bring Dave on. I know I keep saying that, but I'm going to. He's busy. He's got a kid. He's playing golf, drinking White Claws, being shredded, doing what he does. We used to be married to just the barbell stuff. And not that we wouldn't do dumbbell work, but it's barbell back squat, barbell front squat, barbell deadlift, barbell bench press, uh, barbell incline, barbell overhead press. Shit. We'd even do at times easy curl bar, most of it. We do barbell um, skull crushers, barbell curls for sure. That was the base of everything we did. And then we go to obviously the free weights. Um, we would do obviously the free motion stuff, cable stuff, but very little band work. And again, typically all kind of that straight plane strength training patterns over and over and over again. So I do think if you guys can throw bands in, um, it can change the game and it'll help you focus more importantly on, I, I do think, and I, this is for me personally with bands, the amount of holds I go through um, and the amount of focusing on the eccentric and concentric portion of training, I find it easier with the resistance band, meaning the obviously lowering of a pattern and the exploding of a pattern. And just if it's like an overhead press, right? And like you're in a, let's say like a, a light, medium, red resistance band. It's easier for me, the amount of time under tension, I can slowly focus on overhead pressing and then obviously letting the eccentric portion come down as well and playing with it. I do like a resistance band for that. It does make you better with dead weight. I'm a true believer of that. Next one on the list, making fast rep training a bigger part of weekly workouts. And this comes right from Schmitty himself. He's like, I would have spent less slow, heavy lifting and replaced it more with faster rep strength training. 
Fast rep training is something that I find feels great and really impacts the lifts outside the gym. And obviously somebody who's 59, it feels awesome to still be moving fast without the risk of injury. I have to agree here too. Um, obviously anybody listening to this, there's a place for the strength movements. I like it too. Uh, there's days where I'll go through and do like the Dan John. We have it on our app right now. I did it. everything in our app, by the way, uh, on the weekly workouts. I'm doing it. You guys are getting it a week later, just so you know. I have to do it first and see how I feel and then load it into uh, the app. So it's we're not doing it on the same days. I'm just a week ahead of everybody. So the week before, we did this. Uh, it's a Dan John. Uh, the original version is 315 pounds on a barbell deadlift, two reps every minute on the minute for 30 minutes. Well, I raised it up to three reps years ago because that's my baseline. That's what I feel good doing. Not because two is you know ridiculously easy, but just being a stupid dude like I am, that's what I tacked on. And so I did it last Thursday. And basically, you just load the barbell up, 315 pounds, walk up to it, and do three reps, minute one. Then you rest. It takes all of about 10 seconds. And then minute two, you do the same thing. And then obviously at the end of the 30 minutes, you have your 90 reps at 315 pounds, which again, that's a unique workout. It's, it's a strength uh, test more or less to see if you can do it. But there's a time and place for that. But I didn't do as much faster rep strength training. Um, because again, as a young dude, I always thought, well, it's got to be heavy. If I'm not doing it heavy, it's embarrassing. If I got to go in here and overhead press with 30 pound dumbbells, 20 pound dumbbells, I look like, sorry for my language, lack of a better word. I look like a pussy. I'm going to look like just the biggest, you know, piece of shit in the gym and people are going to judge me. And I'm not a person who cares what other people think, but to be honest at 25, I probably did. I probably did things in the gym to not look like a turd to other dudes in the gym who didn't really give a shit what I was doing anyway. And I can promise you no ladies cared. So what the hell was going on? Just That's just a side note for any young dudes out there. But I do think that fast rep training is important and it keeps you guys uh, explosive and dynamic. And it adds a lot to what you can do, again, not just inside the gym, but outside of the gym in terms of just maintaining athleticism, which I think is crucial for everybody. And I'll talk about that here more as I go. Man, I said this before, don't fall in love with just one modality. And that's the number one thing I would have told myself when I was 25. By the time I was probably 28, my brain was completely changed and opened up, but I was lucky enough to meet people like the BJ Gadours of the world, the Dave Schmitz of the world, the David Jacks of the world, uh, the Dave Gleasons, uh, the Jason C. Browns, like uh, Mike Fitches. Like I, I was starting to kind of soak up everything around me and being like, well, well, that dude is super strong. Well, what's he doing? Well, the, and, and like a Dan John, like I said, or that dude is is super ripped. Like what is he doing? Or that guy is crushing it and he's doing all these animal flow movements. And I come from the grew up in that kind of strength training um, high school college strength training pattern, like how do we get strong, what are the numbers we're focusing on, and then bodybuilding. My first love probably always bodybuilding. I always wanted to be athletic, and you know, as a kid growing up, like you're watching Rocky, and you want to be, you know, as shredded as Stallone, or honestly, like Apollo Creed, dude's freak show, and obviously Ivan Drago, but that's all my action hero stars, and I loved Arnold as much as anybody, and so that was what I, I fell in love with. I like the strength stuff for sure. I always loved the athletic movements uh, that come from that kind of strength training background, but I love bodybuilding. And there's a time in my life where I just, I fell in love with it so hard. And obviously I competed for many years in bodybuilding and men's physique. And that's just part of it that you you, you want to look like those dudes, you got to train like those dudes and not, not to a T, but it's true. Like if you want to have a bodybuilding uh, type of body and, and build up your body in certain areas, you have to Focus on those areas. If you want to have better pecs, you have to focus on training your chest. If you want to have, you know, better lats, you have to focus on training your lats. And some of that probably took away from me training other things I could have been working on. The, the thing that probably saved me was because I coach fitness, I had to learn everything. And that's what's probably taken the most time in my life is learning all of these different things. 
But when you fall in love with just CrossFit or just bodybuilding or just yoga, you're missing out on so many other things. I think you can have a, a like a, if you think of it as like a hub style workout, if the hub style of my training is bodybuilding, if that's the hub, outside of that, you have all these spokes and some of those spokes are bigger than others. So if bodybuilding is like what I love, the next thing would be like that athletic strength training, you know, and then it's like you got your speed training and you have your yoga and you have your mobility and you have your animal flow and you have your kettlebell training and then you have your metabolic training with you know the the erg stuff the row the ski the erg bike then there's the assault bike which is one thing all those things i now mix them up but if i just stayed married to bodybuilding my body would look much different than it does today my i think my range of motion would be much different my obviously I can promise you my athleticism would be dog shit at this point because that type of training is, is there's no, there's no really care about performance other than being on stage and and flexing and posing, which is its own skill. So depending on what you want to get out of your training in your body, what I would say, even if you want it to, to look a certain way and that's the main focus, I'm all for that. Do the other things because at some point in your life, your goals might change and they might shift. And so Keeping your athleticism, I think, should be concern number one. That goes on to say, if you want to stay explosive, you have to train explosive. You really do. If you want to stay athletic, you got to train athletically. I'm not saying the same exact workouts you did as an athlete, but if you want to be athletic, you got to do athletic shit. Uh, this is my girl, Stacy Dill, who's been here. She lost 100 pounds with us. She came to me one day years ago, and she said, Jeremy, I want to get better at hiking. What should I do? I'm like, well, go hiking. You want to get better at hiking, go hiking. You want to be better at cooking, start cooking food. It's the same thing here. If you want to be explosive off the ground and you want to work on doing uh, plyometric push-ups, if you want to work on doing you know basic plyos for the lower body, if you want to be mobile, do mobility shit. It's pretty simple. But the one thing I will say is it's the explosiveness and the athleticism. And you can do it in a smart way. You map it out, you plan it out. You don't just got to go in there reckless and do, you know, 40 inch inch box jumps. If that's not, you know, in your skill set, you obviously have to build a base and you build on it from there, or you you've had one forever and you slowly work your way back into it. But if you want to stay explosive guys, you have to train explosive. You can't just train slow and heavy and think you're going to stay fast and athletic through your life. If you don't use the skill, odds are you're going to lose the skill. It's the same thing for me. Just out today shooting hoops, I can still shoot for sure. Um, as good as I could when I'm like prime me, not even fucking close, dude. There was a time where it was just like I was just, a, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, I was just a walking bucket. Like I'm not saying I could shut everybody down on defense or I was the greatest rebounder and the greatest passer and the greatest ball handler, but I'm telling you, if I had some space, I could hot plate you. I could get a bucket, dude. Like I could just fucking shoot. And I still can, but it's not the same. You know why? I don't do it nearly as much anymore. And the ball handling is one of the first things to go. Um, and just like your explosiveness, that's one of the things to go. But I still do train to be athletic so I can still do the athletic shit. But those fine skills, they start to diminish over time. So I can't shoot as crisply as I once did, because I don't do it every single day. Imagine you guys trying to be as athletic as you were 15 years ago, yet you're rarely ever training to be explosive and athletic anymore. That's key. Which brings me to the next one. Like I mentioned, don't let your fitness die in the gym. Don't just do things that are going to die inside these four walls. You want them to, to be able to take you outside of here and take you places other people can't go. So you can go hike the Grand Canyon like me, rim to rim to rim, and almost, you know, quit at the bottom because you don't want to walk your ass back up. But that's important. You're training inside of here to make everything outside of here better. That's the one thing. And for me specifically, I know when you're younger, you get focused on a lot of vanity-driven things. Oh, I want to be shredded. I want to look this way and have six-pack abs, and I want my biceps to be this. I want my quads to be this and have these. That stuff's all awesome. But a lot of that doesn't transfer outside of the gym. So you train in here to be able, you know, if you're in the Midwest, you go shovel your neighbor's driveway. That's what fit people do. They do it for the neighbor who can't do it because you're fit enough to do it. 
Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like you have the energy to mow your lawn. It may be your, your other neighbor's lawns too, because you're fit, you're active. You have the endurance. You can help your neighbor move something because you have the strength, you have the mobility. These are little things you do outside of the gym. Hopefully that makes sense what I'm saying. If we, if all we did was do these skills and they died in here, I think that's a waste. Next thing, I think you guys got to play more. And this is the one thing I would also echo to myself when I was super young. You got to play. Uh, I'm a grinder. Uh, I love grinding. I, I love, you know, training for my specific goals. I never skip workouts. I'm very just, you know, John Wick-like in my focus and what I have to get done. And I'm never going to make an excuse not to do it. And I have this sickening curse or skill or gift or what you want to call to just push through when I'm just exhausted and tired and just kind of block it out and say, fuck it. I'm not even close to done and just do the workout anyway. And most people aren't going to do that. They're going to quit and they're going to go home and take a nap or they're going to skip the workout and move it to another day. But if you're playing, if you play that, my friends is when you're going to become fit. Like I mentioned earlier, 90 minutes goes by like it was 10 minutes. I think you need to play more, whether that's by yourself uh, or, you know, with some friends doing pickleball or kickball, or you're in a softball league or you're in a pickup uh, men's basketball league or you just get together with some friends and do some, you know, kind of bullshit beach volleyball, but you're out there for a couple hours just moving around. There is so much dynamic movement that goes on in those training sessions you would not even realize. So play more. Next just know if you're young or even if you're old, I would have told myself, hey, Jeremy, load is not the only variable. And that's something I didn't learn till, till later on. I thought the only way to make improvements or to measure progress was just to get stronger. And, and that's important. And a lot of times, like that's going to be how you measure what you're doing. But load is not the only variable in there. At some point, you can't add any more weight. And, you know, at some point you're not going to get stronger in terms of like one rep max, you know, I'm not going to deadlift 650 pounds. That's just not going to happen for me in my life. And there's no need for me to do it. I don't know if it's even a possibility, but I probably at this point don't barbell deadlift over 400 and I don't know, five or 450 pounds anymore ever. And even that, that that's probably a stretch at this point, you know, for me doing, can I do it for sure? Um, I pulled 500 pounds not that long ago, but to be completely honest, it made me feel like a complete bag of shit. And that was just 500 pounds. Now, years ago when I was younger, it would be well excess of that 550, close to 600 pounds. We would do these things routinely because we, I was like, well, that's the only way I'm going to measure progress or be strong or be fit. And that's just not true. That's just being young and stupid. There's so many other ways you guys can get strong and be fit and be athletic and explosive. Load is not the only variable. Volume at which you train, the speed at which you train, the tempo at which you train. Like I mentioned earlier, static holds, focusing on rest pauses, eccentric, concentric training, time interval training on top of all that. All these things are great ways to measure progress. I've shared the story before. My boy, Silent Mike, he out deadlift me every day of the week. I remember being at with him at Reebok. We're deadlifting. He, we, I pick up 515 pounds like a couple times. And then he's like, what's next? I'm like, that's fucking it, dude. I'm done. And he just keeps going because he's way stronger than me. And then we get down to doing you know, bodyweight walking lunges. I can go for an hour. He doesn't have that skill. Those are two different things. Am I stronger than him? Is he stronger than me? In certain things, he's stronger. In certain things, I'm stronger. But that's what I'm getting at. Load is not the only variable. There's so many other ways to measure strength and get strong and be strong and be fit and be athletic. When I was young, I didn't realize that. The other thing, rest and recovery. It's crucial. You got to plan it. You got to program it. You got to get quality sleep. Quality sleep's got to be the focus for sure. When I was young, I wore being tired as like a badge of honor. Now I look at it as like a sign of fucking stupidity. Now, a lot of that for me, I did it out of necessity. I was running a business. I was trying to start multiple businesses. I didn't have a lot of help. I didn't have a lot of money. I did what I fucking had to do. Um, and my body uh, paid the price for it for sure in terms of how exhausted I was. 
I'm sure my wife, uh, our social life <laughs> paid the paid the price paid the price for it for sure too. Uh, but I did what I had to do. Now I have a much better routine and I'm much better focused on it. And when you're young, you know, you can kind of get away with it. I mean, you you do obviously, but you suffer. You pay a price whether you realize it or not. You're just more resilient. You bounce back faster. But I think if I could have made that a priority. It would have made everything a lot easier and I could have avoided the little, you know, bumps and bruises and things along the way, just really planning out uh, when I was going to rest and and recover and not just, you know, try to push through it like a young, you know, ego maniac, 20 something male. That's the big thing. And also in terms of sleep quality and focus, I would go back and really assess like what my relationship with alcohol and cannabis was like as a younger person. And uh, I'm not telling anybody what to do. If you want to drink booze and and smoke weed or do edibles all day, like that's totally fine. I got friends that do all that stuff and they're, you know, quote unquote healthy and fit and happy and they're functional humans and have great jobs and they're in good shape and that's all fine. And uh, there was a time when I'm like, well, you know, a couple of drinks is going to be fine and not affect me. And that, you know, it's a lie. I would tell myself and it's, it's just not true. Um, and then I got to a place where I could never drink because my relationship with alcohol was so shitty. And now I'm to a point where like, if I go out and have a, a beer or two, like I'm fine. Uh, but I never, ever have more than two drinks ever, no matter where I go or any, I, I take that back. I see my best friend once a year. And this year I had three beers with him at dinner. I think he had six in the same amount of time, but he's in a different level of conditioning when it comes to drinking McGoldens than I am. And that's the one time this entire year I've had, um, three drinks in a, in a day. So if I ever do drink alcohol now, I have a good relationship with it. I have a hard stop. I have guardrails on. I don't get lost in the moment. Um, I'm not willing to do something today that's going to make me feel shittier tomorrow. And uh, when I was 25, 26, that was not the case. I uh, was an all or nothing person, had this all or nothing mentality, and it was just not a real healthy place to be in. And that's the first thing I would have told myself. The second thing would be, hey, I'm going to take, you know, edibles to go to sleep or I'm going to, you know take a hit of cannabis to go to sleep. And I'm not judging anybody who does this. And I'm, I'm telling you just from, from my own anecdotal personal experience, I feel much better when I do nothing. I personally feel much better when I don't drink alcohol, when I don't, you know, use cannabis at all. I feel I fall asleep just as easily or damn near close to, and my sleep quality is much better and I wake up feeling a thousand times better. That's the takeaway. Whether you could measure the sleep latency, how much we wake up during the night, I can tell you from tracking it, it is better. Um, falling asleep sometimes might be, I don't want to say a little bit harder. It might just take me 10 minutes longer, but who gives a shit? I'm not like I'm staying up till 11 o'clock anyway. I'm up, I'm like laying in bed at 8 or 9 p.m. Like I'm a 90-year-old person. But I wake up feeling fresh. And even sometimes, you know, if you're doing only a drink or two, or only having, you know, five milligrams or 10 milligrams of CBD, or even 2.5, if you're like in microdosing shit, I would feel not as energized and not as awake as quickly, as opposed to when I just do nothing, or when I do like the the beam uh, dream product, which is just a natural. Um, But sometimes it's nothing. And I feel better that way. And I, I would have told my young self, hey, I know you think this is what you're supposed to do. I know you think your sleep quality is better. I know you think this is not affecting you at all, but it is in a negative way. And when I stopped doing that altogether, I can't tell you how much more productive um, my body was at just recovering. And that's, again, this is, I don't have like a bunch of, you know, meta-analysis and data to show you guys, but that's just me personally. I feel better when I don't drink alcohol, when I don't use cannabis at all. And that's pretty much how I live 99% of the time. And when I was younger, I thought, well, you know, you could just do an edible and to help you sleep and you'll recover better. For me, it just wasn't true. It was a lie I told myself, you know, for a long period of time. Um, and I'll touch on this second part in a second, but that's what I would, would say to anybody who, if you're relying on those things. And also, like, this is a whole different conversation. When you're, when you're using something all the time, you have to start looking at your relationship with that thing. Do you have control over that thing or does that thing have control over you? That's for a whole nother podcast altogether, but that's just food for thought as you guys kind of go through your day. Can you go a week without doing this thing? Or does this thing have that much of a hold on you? You have to do it every single day. Just throwing it out there. 
Uh, if we're talking about food and stuff real quick, just the, um, the cheat meals, you know, similar to how I do it now, one, um, one a week maybe. Uh, two a week if you're if you're gonna go really crazy depending on what your goal was if you're trying to do two, uh, you know quote unquote cut or quote unquote bulk one a week um, or two a week if you're if you're on a, a different scale or if you really want to get after it you know one every like two weeks but I think it's it's okay um, to throw that in there and I think a lot of times when I was younger it was overly restrictive for sure because I was doing so many photo shoots and, and so many shows and, and those things it's uh, it starts to create an unhealthy relationship with food. Um, what I will say is this, I would have told my younger self, keep it real food, bro, as much as humanly possible. And, uh, you know, even though you love pizza and ice cream and shit, it it does not agree with your body. It makes you feel like shit. There's longer effects that are happening that you probably don't even realize other than you wake up feeling like, uh, you know, you got a food baby uh, inside of you. Keep it real food. Even when you cheat, I'm not saying you can't have some of the the, the processed stuff and the, the quote unquote junk foods, but keep it real as possible and set some rules for yourself to not go overboard. Like if you go to a restaurant, eat your, eat your treats and your cheats or your meal there. Um, but don't bring leftovers home, whatever you can't finish at the restaurant, you're done. And if you're going to bring stuff home, only single serving stuff, and again, ingredients that agree with your body that make you feel good and limit the cheats to maybe like an hour uh, at a time, 60 minutes and just call it a day. That's it. And if you can do it on days that uh, that you work out so the extra calories can be put to use, which these are all things I, I mostly did. But if you guys are listening, this is going to be helpful for you. And the one thing I would say, and this is probably the big one, don't mix booze um, or if you're a cannabis user and your food on those cheat days, because it, it leads them to, to poorer choices. It leads to overeating. Obviously, like when you drink alcohol, like it shuts off the forebrain, your inhibitions are lowered, you're going to make, you know, piss poor decisions. If you guys are high, uh, you, you tend to get the, the munchies, that's the real thing. And so all of a sudden, you're eating like two whole bags of chips, and you just have this appetite that comes like, you know, like a bat out of hell. And you're like, Oh my God, I never knew I could eat this much food. And you wake up the next day having this eaters remorse or drinkers remorse. So I would say go back and don't, you know, don't get high and, and eat a bunch of food and, and definitely don't mix the booze and the food. Cause again, the, the choices tend to be poor and you tend to overeat much more easily. And also what I'd say to myself at, at 25, just in general, just, just, I've always been a, I'm bad at a lot of things, but I am a very fucking patient human for sure, because I've sucked at everything in my life and nothing ever has, for once it'd be great. Nothing's ever really just come super fucking easy to me ever. I've had to fucking kill myself to get, um, all the shit that I have. And, um, so I guess I've been patient because nothing was ever simple. So I'm like, well, I'm going to try this and it's going to fucking take me forever like everything else, but eventually I'll get good because I know the only way I'm going to lose or I'm not going to get there as if I quit and I'm not going to fucking quit. So let me just give it the time. But I would say just understand it's going to take you longer than you think um, to master all these things, all the skills in the gym, definitely all the skills outside of the gym, be patient with the, the, the fuck ups and the mistakes you're going to make in terms of your nutrition. And uh, even, you know, when it comes to your, your finances and your business and, and your body and, and everything else, like great things take time. They really just do. And I knew that because I had all these awesome people around me, but I wanted to learn all the skills, right? Like I wanted to be, I wanted to master, you know, all the bodybuilding patterns that I needed to, to, to train my body, to look the way I wanted to. I wanted to become, uh, you know, faster. So I had it, you know, like, okay, let me get a course from Lee Taffin or span like speed training. I want to get great with bands. Let me follow Dave Schmitz, the band man. I want to be awesome at rowing and skiing. Let me uh, join dark horse rowing. Uh, I want to be, you know, much more mobile. Let me do mobility wad with Kelly Starrett. I want to know the animal flows. Let me download that with Mike Fitch. I want to be better with kettlebells. I'm going to do J- Jason C. Brown. Like I want to be great, you know, speaking on camera and, and talking to people and making fitness more you know, bite sizable. Let me watch what BJ Gadur is doing. And so, and then obviously there's David Jack, who's fitness Jesus and just brings it all together. My point is, is that I knew it was going to take me a, a fucking lifetime or at least basically a good decade 
to try to learn all these things and be not just okay at them, but past the level of proficiency to the point of where like, yeah, I'm pretty fucking good at all these things because I've, I've given up everything to do that. And what I would tell my 25-year-old self is like, dude, you're going to learn so And I'm not even talking about the business stuff because it's a whole different animal altogether. This is just the fitness skills. It's taken every ounce of like my being to learn them. And that's what I would tell myself at 25. Like if you want to be good at all these things, you're not going to do it overnight. It's not going to happen quickly. And that's anybody at any age, especially when you dive into something. There's there's so many rabbit holes to go down. And the older I get and the more I see, the more I realize like I don't know shit, man. And it's just a giant ocean. And I'm literally just, you know, still in the swimming pool. But I'm trying to learn for sure. And that's patience, I think, for anybody is the key. Um, especially with getting stronger, looking better, moving better, feeling better, creating a mindset. And that's all that's going to happen along the way. You can't bulletproof your mind in, in, in a year, in two years. You're going you're gonna to take the falls. You're going to take the losses. You're going to do stupid shit. And over time, if you start to learn from those, it calluses your brain to make you this kind of person you are. And you just have to go through all the steps and the, and the phases. And that's that's part of it. And I know when people are young, they want to do it all and, and have it all mastered, but you just, you haven't had enough time yet, dude. Like that's just, that's part of it. And you haven't had enough time to train your body. You got to put in the sets, you know, you got to get in the reps. And I don't just mean that in the physical sense. I mean that with everything you're doing. And so quick takeaways, my advice, to everybody, make sure you have a focus plan, like a well-established outline and a plan to follow in your weekly workouts. Like, again, I'm not trying to sell you guys. If you want to get the app, get the app. If you think it sucks, don't get it. Do something else. I go, but inside there, we have my weekly workouts are in there. Like we have multiple programs, 10-week programs, five-week programs, hybrid programs, at-home programs, dumbbell programs, metcom programs. You name it, it's in there. All the challenges we do. That helps you make sure you have a focused, well-balanced, established plan for your weekly workouts. The second thing, be fully committed to mobility training every week. Every day is what my suggestion is, and don't stop. Every week, every day. The third thing, keep your movement speed up. If you want to be athletic, train like an athlete. Do athletic shit. Not crazy stuff. Get a coach, if it's me or somebody else. Have them help you build it into your training. Move dynamically through space. Don't just do the same patterns over and over and over again. Mix up the speed, the load, the tempo, the volume of it. Those are all the secrets to maximizing your fitness inside the gym, which you can take outside of the gym in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. That's it. That's a mouthful. And it's a lot of stuff, but if I was to go back and, and, and reverse everything, that's what I would do for my 25-year-old self. I could dig into, you know, program-specific stuff, you name it, but I'm happy with where I'm at. Everything I've done has brought me to this point. I think I, you know, I say this a lot in life. I'm just kind of the, the right mix of fucked up, you know, and, and that's in my brain for sure. But even in in my training, I got enough of of the good stuff and enough of the, the weird stuff, and I kind of mix it together. And that's how I train. And that's how I feel, you know, and I, and I like the way I look, I like the way that I feel, I like the way that I perform. And, you know, as I've gotten older, I become more conscious of it and clear of it, especially like today when I just throw up on Instagram, and not to like, you know, show you a middle aged guys like highlight reel of me shooting around in the park by myself at six o'clock in the morning. But I do it to let people know you can still be athletic, you can still be fit no matter how old you're getting. And when my old college teammates and stuff start start messaging and commenting, it, it's a nice reminder and reminisce because some of them still, you know, hold on to the same traits that I have. And, and it can be done. It really can. And now I always go back to this. I remember just when I first moved here, being at a pool parties with, uh, you know, my wife, at the time, Heather, you know, my wife now, girlfriend at the time, and my buddy Dave and Ben and I would go and I remember like Dave would get so irritated because we would just, we'd be there and some guy who can't be more than 35 years old would look at us, you know, at 23 and, and 25 and be like, yeah, you guys are fit, but just wait till, wait till you're my age. You know, things will, things will change. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, motherfucker, I'm 39 and I'm in way better shape than I was at 25 for sure. Like overall, it's not even close. You know, the, the, the strongest overall, the leanest, the most functional, everything in a nutshell and that's a testament to just these little patterns and habits every single day. And I did a lot of things wrong. 
and I still got here. That's why I'm sharing it with you. Not, not to toot my own horn. Yeah, I'm 39. I'm, I'm super fit. But I did so much fucking dumb shit wrong in terms of eating and drinking and drug use and recovery and just training mistakes and things. And you don't have to do the same thing. And even if you're listening to me and, well, Jeremy, I'm 46 or Jeremy, I'm 38 or Jeremy, I'm 52. Guess what? You can start today. That's the beauty of it. And in a year from now, you can be the best shape of your life at 53, at 58, at 62, at 27. You can be the best version of yourself now moving forward by just taking these things and throwing them into your training. That's the beauty, dude. Uh, the body's super resilient. It's super amazing. And uh, we'd all go back in time and do things different in our life. But sadly, we can't. But the beauty is that we have another chance tomorrow. And the next day and the next day and the next day to stack all these little habits on top of each other to become the most functionally explosive, badass fit version of ourselves, no matter if you're 30, 40, 50, or 60 years old. So hopefully you guys can learn from my stupidity and mistakes. That's what this podcast is about most of the time. And hopefully giving you bite-sizable things you can take with you in the future. Uh, and I know I've said this a hundred times before, but dude, if you want to be better at something, you got to do it more. You really do. Um, and the one thing that's going to let you get there is is being mobile and being strong. Those two things combined with a little bit of athletic training can change the game of the type of person you're going to be for decades to come. Be mobile. It's never bad. And strength is never a weakness. And being athletic is always fucking cool. Especially the older you get, the more impressive it is. I used to think, you know, as I got old, who the hell would want to listen to me? Um, and watch me or, or see me do fitness or, or, you know, pay money to work with me or be coached by me. And now that I'm getting there, I realize it's way more impressive the older you get. And the more respect I have for people who come in here, like in all of our groups for sure, but especially our Sunday Metcon people, these guys are 40s, 50s, some of them damn near 60. And they're doing these workouts in the utmost fucking respect, man, because they've stayed mobile they stayed strong, they stayed athletic, and they stay getting after it. It's super, super impressive. And all of you guys have the capability to do that. You just got to put a little, little bit of work in each and every day and do the right things more often than not. So thank you guys as always. If you're on Apple Podcasts, I'd love it if you drop me a five-star and leave a couple comments. I truly would appreciate it. Uh, it helps us out selfishly. Share this with a friend or family member who's in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and you want them to be fitter and make better choices or do things differently if you have a younger kid um, so they can learn from, from me being a knucklehead. And if you're on Spotify, drop it a five-star. We'd appreciate it. And if you guys want... Uh, to join our 34-day ab and core challenge. Links in the show notes, jeremyscottfitness.app slash challenge. Yeah, that's right. And then if you want a free sample of Athletic Greens or the Beam CBD product, hit me up. Don't feel weird. I'm happy to send them out. That's what we're here for. I appreciate you guys as always. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys. If you guys are not subscribed, Jeremy Scott Fitness on YouTube, it's 100% free. There's like 1,500 videos on here. It's freaking crazy. And again, if you guys want to join the app, it's literally just a buck. And I'm kind of pouring my, my heart and soul into it in there for you trying to give you as much value as possible for just a couple of pennies a day so thanks as always and i will be back probably friday with heather and then after that we're looking at like damn near episode 500 which is pretty cool might have to do a giveaway or something for that so thank you guys as always and until next time eat well train hard be nice to people and please you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to i'll talk to you soon peace